Happy Easter, everyone. Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. My name is Bobby Vergis, and I'm a member of this Elam Chapel family, and I would like to welcome everyone. And if you're attending for the first time, we extend a warm welcome to all of you. Please fill out a Connect card or come by after the service to connect. We look forward to connecting and getting to know you. May this visit be a blessing in your life. I will begin by reading a verse from Psalm 118, verses 113 and 14. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Jesus said in John 16:33b, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. The title of my message for today is Different Struggles, Lasting Impact. Different Struggles, Lasting Impact. We all have different struggles in our life, but what kind of impact, positive or negative, they have on us and those around us, for example, our spouse, children, family members, co-workers and others in our life is determined by our response to those struggles. Let us begin briefly looking at the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has risen. He is alive. So it gives us an opportunity to look at the life of Jesus Christ to get a glimpse of the context of his different struggles and lasting impact. It's just a glimpse. Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. He did good. He healed people. He fervently prayed to God his Father with prayers and petitions, with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. He prayed to God his Father. He did good. He prayed to God his Father. He was betrayed by one of his own disciples, Judas Iscariot. He was abandoned by his disciples and his followers. He was handed over to the authorities to be judged. He was tortured and crucified on the cross. Ultimately, he was rejected by God, his Father. Talk about struggles. Talk about struggles. His struggles were terribly overwhelming and excruciatingly painful. However, his response to those struggles has left a lasting impact on his disciples and generations after.
Let's look at the lasting impact. Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day. He appeared to many, including the disciples, and they went out full of the Holy Spirit, empowered to preach the good news to the ends of the earth. His resurrection brought forth eternal life for you and for me, forgiveness of sins for you and for me. He intercedes on our behalf for you and for me. He gives us the Holy Spirit to help us live a life in this difficult and corrupt world. And he gives us spiritual gifts so that we can exercise the gifts to benefit the church and the world. But he did struggle indeed to give us these. The impact of this is still continuing to this day. Hallelujah. It's got a lasting impact. That's Jesus. Let's look at post-resurrection. In the life of two apostles, Paul and Silas. Looking at a New Testament incident, Paul and Silas is thrown in prison in Philippi. We read that in Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 34. Let us look at the context of their struggles and lasting impact. Interested? Let us look at the context of their struggles because they are the followers, the apostles of Jesus Christ. Let's see what they did, if they had any struggles, and what were their lasting impacts. Or lasting impact. Paul and Silas was troubled by a girl with an evil spirit. They went about doing their business and a girl possessed by an evil spirit was annoying them, was troubling them. So what does Paul and Silas do? He casts the demon out of the girl. Heals the girl. But the owners of the girl who was ma making profit out of the girl because she could foretell the future was unhappy. They lost their business. So what did they do? Probably they had clout in the community. What did they do? They got hold of Paul and Silas and took them to prison. It doesn't end there. Their struggles doesn't end there. What did they do? They did good. But what did they get? Struggles. They not only put them in prison, but they were stripped, severely beaten, and feet put in stocks, and thrown into the inner cell. All for healing a girl? They sang loudly. They prayed and sang hymns to God loudly at midnight. And when I was reading this, I was thinking to myself, Paul and Silas, you're going to get yourself into more trouble here. You can, if there is an inner, inner cell, that's where you guys are going. You're asking for trouble. As if the struggles weren't enough. They look unto God and they sing praises to Him. They sing hymns and pray to God their Father. 
Lo and behold, they experienced a sudden earthquake. Wow! As if the struggles weren't enough. Now we have to deal with an earthquake too? It's very real, my friends. When we pray for something, things happen in our life that seems very unnerving. They experience an earthquake, but lo and behold, the violent earthquake opened the prison doors and the chains came loose. They were free. They were free. Those were the struggles they had to face. Here we see Paul and Silas experiencing overwhelming, painful struggles for doing good. However, their response to those struggles left a lasting impact on the people around them, people in the prison, people, the jailer, left a lasting impact. What was the lasting impact? When they were set free, I was thinking to myself, how come they didn't run away? They stayed behind. The soldiers were scared. They didn't know what was happening. Everyone was running helter-skelter. And Paul and Silas stays in the prison. All the doors are open. They stayed behind. And thus, because they stayed behind, they prevented a person from committing suicide. Because Paul and Silas stayed behind, they prevented a person from committing suicide. The jailer was going to take his life and his family would have been without a father, a husband. They were able to lead the jailer and his family to believe on the Lord Jesus, not only to believe on the Lord Jesus, but they were able to baptize him and the entire family. If you feel like shouting a hallelujah, please do. Despite their struggles, even when they were free, they stayed behind preventing a death, giving life. And life eternal. Let us take a moment to take our Bibles, print or electronic, and look at Psalm 107. In the Pew Bible, it's on page 463. I'll give you a few seconds. I would like you to turn to page 463. Psalm 107. In Psalm 107, 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2, we read, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those He redeemed from the hand of the foe. Again, we see the same parallels. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Go tell the story, because He has delivered you from the hand of the foe. 
In this psalm, as you read along, you will see four groups of people. Four groups of people are identified and how God rescues them from their struggles. The first group, and this is found in the psalm, Psalm 107. Four groups of people are identified. The first group are the lost. Verse 4. Some wandered in the desert land or in the wilderness, lost and unsettled. We'll call them the lost. The second group, the lonely. Verse 10. Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned and in iron chains of misery. We'll call them the lonely. Sounds like our society, does it not? The third group, we'll call them the rebellious. Verse 17. Some were fools. They rebelled and suffered for their sins. They rebelled against God. We'll call them the rebellious. Sounds more and more like the world we live in. The fourth group, the self-confident. I can do everything by myself. Humanistic worldview. Self-confident. Remember, in those days of writing the Psalms, it was not common for people to go travel across seas. But these people would venture to do that. And then, when the seas roared and the storms came, their courage would dwindle. We'll call them the self-confident. So four groups of people, the lost, the lonely, the rebellious, and the self-confident. Verse 23, that is. Some went off to sea in ships, plying the trade routes of the world. That's verse 23. You will read in this chapter that these four groups of people had different struggles. As you read the chapter, you would see that they had different struggles. They had different struggles. The lonely, the lost, the rebellious, and the self-confident. Probably at some point or another in our lives, we would have been or still are in one or more of these groups because we are in the world. We are not aliens. We are human beings who live in the world. So probably at some point we would have been or still are in one of these groups. But the good news is we don't have to remain in that group or in there and live and or die in our lostness, loneliness, rebellion, or self-confidence. We don't have to remain there. There is an answer. You will notice that all of these groups of people in their struggles did one same thing. If you read the chapter, when you go back home, please take time to read it. Hardly takes two minutes. Two minutes. You will see one common thing. People from all of these groups, in their struggles, in their different struggles, did one thing, one same thing. They cried out to the Lord in their troubles, and He delivered them from their distress. He, they cried out to God in their troubles, and He delivered them from their distress. That's the common theme you would find in all of these groups. 
Whether you're lost, whether you're lonely, whether you're rebellious or self-confident, if we cry out to the Lord, He will answer us in our distress. Not He may, not if He fancies, He will. I know, I was rebellious. Come on, Bobby, you rebellious? You look too decent. I belong to the rebellious group. I turned my back on God. I did things that displeased Him. So He afflicted me because He loves me. That's what the verse says. Because I was rebellious. I was rebellious and backslidden. That's a rebel. You backslide. You go against what God wants you to do. And was afflicted. And God through Jesus Christ healed and delivered me. However, do you know something? Dying to self, staying away from those groups is a daily process. The lost, the lonely, the rebellious and self-confident. However, dying to self is a daily process and a struggle. And if I don't cry out to God and seek His help daily, I would probably find myself sliding into one of those groups. Do you agree? Yeah. If I don't hold on to Jesus and cry for help and mercy, I probably would find myself sliding away because of the conflict within me to one of those groups. The lost, the lonely, the rebellious, self-confident. So hence Paul says, it's a daily struggle for me. The psalmist goes on to emphasize that we should give thanks for the deliverance received. We are to keep silent, sorry, we are not to keep silent, but give thanks and tell of his deeds. Verse 21 and 22, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. So we are called to offer thanks and tell of his goodness. So, what principles do we get from these passages from Psalm 107 that will help us to have a lasting impact on us and those around us through our struggles? My friends, we all have different struggles. But my hope and prayer is that through those struggles, we would be able to leave a lasting impact, a positive lasting impact. And I, and I, and I know that's a desire for each one of us so that people will remember us for the positive impact we've had. So let's see, what can we learn that we can apply so that we, you and I, can leave a lasting positive impact? 
First thing, turn to God. The natural tendency for you and I, when something happens, when there is a distress or a trouble, because we are of the world, is what? Self-confident. Let me find my way. I'll try and fix it. We tend to go toward that self-confident mode. That's why I put that up as first. Turn to God. Decide, decide, resolve in yourself not to fix the problem on your own. Or turn to others first. Let me see who I know. I got a lot of clout. Let me see who I can call. You know what the sad thing is? The clout will be of no help when your call goes to the answering machine. When you cry out to God, it doesn't go on answering machine. The word of God says, he always, always hears. Probably not answer the way you would like it, but he always hears. He always hears. Turn to God. Decide not to fix the problem on your own. That's very difficult for us. As we grow older, it's very difficult. Because we know people. We can get things done. Or turn to others first. Seek him first. Read his word. Set apart some time to pray and or to fast. And seek out friends and family members. Elam Chapel is a family. Or other Christians to support you in prayer. Turn to God. First thing. Cry out to God. Jesus had struggles. Paul and Silas had struggles. But they sang to the Lord. And the Lord brought deliverance. Trust in God. Second one, trust in God. Turn to God. Second one, trust in God. Rely on him to deliver us from our struggles. It may not be the way we think it will happen or should happen, but according to what God decides. That's part of trusting, my friends. Think with me for a minute here. Mary, mother of Jesus, when she heard of the news that you're going to be with child, he will be the savior of the world, she hid it in her heart, thinking, my son is going to be a king sitting on the throne one day. Never would have thought that she would have to kneel at the cross and see his naked body hang in there. My son, nailed to the cross, and this is what God says, he is going to be king of kings, savior of the world. Different picture, is it not? But she trusted in God. What was the answer? Death for her son on a cross. A painful death, a humiliating death. Third one, thank God. Thank God. Acknowledge verbally. I'm not talking about in the heart. Just as Paul and Silas opened up their mouths and thanked the Lord. Midnight in the prison, asking for more trouble actually. Open up your mouth and thank the Lord. Bobby, in my office, I cannot. Close the door. 
I have a cubicle. Everybody will hear me. Go to the washroom. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that my boss has given me double work. For I know there is deliverance in this. You will equip me to do an excellent job. That I would win favor in your eyes. Or in her eyes. Rather than go and complain behind her back. I'm talking about practical things here. The Bible is very practical. But we have to read it and digest it. And to see how we can apply it practically in our lives. Declare out loud the promises God has given to us in our struggles. If nothing else, declare this one. I like this one. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Do you know who did that in the Bible? It's a king. Give thanks to the Lord for his faithfulness or for his goodness. His faithful love endures forever. It was a king who did that. King Jehoshaphat. God told him, three great armies are coming your way. You're going to be eaten alive, you little Judah. God didn't tell him that. People told him that. What did he do? Distress, struggle. It led him to the Lord. He declared a fast for the nation. And they lifted up their hands and prayed to God, save us. Three great armies will eat us alive. Will annihilate us. The answer came, not in the might of men, but in the voice of the army. Come on. Military strategy? Sing before the army? What's this, choir voice? It's pretty humorous. Read that section in Second Chronicles 20. Go and sing before the three great armies. And you will see the hand of the Lord. Now a king. Seriously God? Sing? Yep, God took care of the rest. They had plunder for three days. And the valley was called the valley of Baraka. Valley of praise. Lasting impact. Struggle. Terrible struggle. Turned to God. Trusted in God. They believed in what God said. Go and sing. Trust. That's trust. Although it looks strategically impossible. Trust in God. And thank God. Who give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. That's all they sang. And they proclaimed it verbally, out loud. I remember when I was going through a very difficult and terrible, stressful, terribly stressful time in my life. And how it was affecting my work and my family. We cried out to God. And we would say this scripture. Me and my wife. Because it worked for Jehoshaphat. If it did work for Jehoshaphat. He had three great armies. I don't have three great armies. right? I'm not going to be killed. That's safe. So that's taken care of. I'm going to say this. And we decided as a family to proclaim this verse out loud. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. And that's what we did. 
The rest is history. And the Lord sustained us, delivered us through the struggle. And this had a lasting impact on me, my wife, and my entire family. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Say it out. If you don't have a promise, say that out, because God is good. Now, once that is done, don't forget the fourth step. Tell of his goodness. Tell of his goodness. Share how the Lord is helping you through these different struggles. I'm not talking about blowing your trumpet. I am God's special person. Look how he blesses me. No, I'm not talking about that. Share of his goodness in a way that will help build another person up. So ask yourself the question, does my sharing bring glory to me or to Jesus Christ, thus helping build another person Ask yourself that question. Tell others. One thing we don't do as a church, and I would encourage us to do as a church, share the goodness of the Lord with others. Fill out the connect card. There is a space provided. Tell, this is what the Lord did for me today. Tell it. We will share it with the church. That will build someone else. As we share the goodness of God, lives will be blessed, lives will be built. Let us not become stagnant pools, let us become flowing rivers. Let us become flowing rivers. So what can we do in our struggles? Turn to God, trust in God, thank God and tell of his goodness. When we resolve to engage in these steps, it leaves a lasting impact on us and those around us, despite our many different struggles. Jesus Christ, our Savior, lives. Jesus Christ, our Savior, lives. So turn to him. Trust in Him, thank Him, and tell of His goodness to others. Start with Elam Chapel, and then tell the world, for He is mighty to save.